0: Hello, and welcome on to another episode here of the ISO Ball Podcast with your host, Derek Terrio, your place to learn about the NBA on and off the court. What a wild game five that was! Unbelievable game. Uh, The final is 106 to 105 for the Golden State Warriors after a thrilling game that featured a number of twists and turns, Katie's injury. We've got a lot to get get into, so let's dive into it. No time wasted. Here we go. Toronto starters stayed the same. Lowry, Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, Pascal Siaka, Marcus. All. Golden State Warriors starters. KD returning to the lineup with Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Andre Iguodala, and Draymond Green. They started the death lineup right away. So, in the first quarter... Uh, the defensive matchup here for Toronto was Gasol was guarding Iguodala they had Pascal on Draymond they had Kawhi on KD Green on Curry and Lowry on Clay. and the first bucket right out of the game is Curry running off a pin down for a three and that was an ethos in this game as a number of pin downs for Curry and Clay Thompson really killed the Raptors and has been throughout the series as I've I've mentioned in past podcasts so that was the first bucket of the game and then KD steps up, knocks down his first uh, two catch-and-shoot threes. He looked excellent in his minutes on the floor. And from Toronto's side, Marcus Saul excellent here in the first half, was scoring at will in the first quarter. He had the first six points for Toronto. Uh, he had a nice little post-up bucket to open the scoring. He had a nice catch-and-shoot three and went one of two from the line. And the Warriors, for their first 19 points all really came off easy shots, good action, good looks. So there was open catch and shoot threes, uh, Clay and Curry coming off of pin downs, easy lanes to the bucket. Where Curry would drive left handed, got to, got to the rim quite easily. Then a nice little play uh, with a post entry pass, Curry cuts back door, gets a layup. And the Golden State Warriors started out five of five from downtown with two threes from KD, two catch and shoot threes from KD, two uh, two threes from Clay and one from Steph. Meanwhile, on the Raptors' side, they're still kind of hanging around despite this really hot shooting here from Golden State. Uh, Hanging around 14 points of their own, and that was mainly getting to the rim and getting to the free throw line, which Toronto did a great job of in this game. And then the Raptors, after Golden State started going on this little hot shooting streak that they had done, they really started to tighten up their defense after that 19th point. So they forced three turnovers and a Draymond Green missed three, as well as a uh, Curry missed pin down in the corner, and all of a sudden it's twenty not twenty one to nineteen for the Raptors after the Raptors go on a nine zero run, and that was with four fifty to go left in the quarter. So Curry breaks that run with a step back long two, I believe it was over Kawhi, and then for Golden State the first twenty four points for Golden State all came from Curry, Thompson, and KD. There was not a single person outside of those three that scored. And the first points that did come outside of those three was Draymond, who hit a three to get them to their 27th point. Kevin Durant in this first quarter was absolutely cooking. He had 11 points in the first quarter, 3 of 3 from downtown. Curry had 14 in the first, being the high scorer of the game in the first quarter. The Raptors went 9 of 11 from the free throw line, which is what really kept a minute. And after one, it was 34 to 28 for the Golden State Warriors. So moving on to the second quarter now, KD still on the floor to start the second half with Clay Thompson, Andrew Bogut, Sean Livingston, and Quinn Cook. And DeMarcus Cousins, to this point, had not seen the floor. Uh, Klay, with an an off-the-dribble three, really continues the shooting for the Golden State Warriors, and the Warriors were 8-of-12 from downtown to that point. And Curry, KD... And Klay Thompson to that point have 36 of the Warriors' first 39 points. So very top-heavy scoring from Golden State. Nothing new here. And then 950 comes around and goal, And sorry, Kevin Durant goes down with an Achilles injury, it seems. After trying to drive right on Ibaka, he gave the ball right up, grabbed at his Achilles, and it just did not look good right away. It was a really tough scene to watch. And we'll talk about after some of the Raptors... Uh, reaction to Kevin Durant going down, which was a little, little disgusting in my opinion, but we'll get into that after at first, uh, when KD went down, I thought he re aggravated the calf that obviously had kept him out, uh, for quite a long time, but it's clear right away. He started grabbing at the Achilles and it was not a calf injury. It was an Achilles injury. And that was confirmed after the game. And uh, that was it for KD for the night and likely for this series as he was seen left uh, leaving in, uh, in a walking boot with crutches. And so I don't think there's any doubt that KD won't be back for the rest of the series, unfortunately. So going back to the game here, Cousins comes in to replace Kevin Durant. And right away, DeMarcus Cousins, after you know being quite a liability in Game 3, having a great Game 2, not really great in Game 3 or Game 4 for that matter. Game 5, a different story, comes in and makes an impact right away. Gets 7 straight points in a little over a minute. And in that stretch, collect an offensive rebound to hold the possession after a miss in that span as well. He had a nice pass uh, to Draymond who got him an easy bucket and just really made a massive impact in that 4-minute span after Kevin Durant went out. On the Raptors side, uh, turnovers continue to hurt them in this game as well. Oddly careless with the ball and on Toronto's side. And then I think it was the next possession down. Curry hits a three, gets an and one, and pushes the lead, uh, the Golden State Warriors lead from 9 to 13. And to this point, it's 52 to 39 for the Warriors with 6.05 left to go in the quarter. DeMarcus Cousins continue continues to be a force in the second quarter to this point. He's blocking shots. He's getting rebound putbacks. He's hitting a three. He plays a solid overall defense. Uh, made a nice pass to Draymond as I talked about, and just really kept Golden State the the Golden State lead intact during the second quarter. And at 3:28, he does make a mistake. It starts to make a couple of mistakes, though. So he uh, misses back-to-back free throws, and then goes too far under the screen on Marcus Sewell, who hits a three, and that cuts the lead to 54 to 48 for Golden State with 3:20 to go in the quarter. The Raptors uh, 9-2 run go on a little 9-2 run, and then Curry hits a massive three to bring the lead back up to four. Uh, And the second quarter score, 28 to 28 second quarter score, even in the second quarter. And at halftime, we were looking at a 62 to 56 lead for the Golden State Warriors. So at the half here, Curry, uh, well, first of all, uh, Golden State shooting 48.8% from the field, 21 of 43, hitting quite a few threes in that span as well. 11 of them, I believe, to be exact. And on the Toronto Raptors side, Toronto hit two threes, just 2 out of 11, and was 43.9% from the field, 18 of 41. Uh, for the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry, high scorer in the half. He was 7-11 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3, 6 of 6 from the free throw line. had 3 assists, also had 3 turnovers, but had 23 points. Clay Thompson was 4 of 12, but he was 3 of 6 from 3. 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 12 points. Again, this is all at the half. And DeMarcus Cousins, 4 of 5 from the field. 5 rebounds, an assist, a steal, and a block for 9 points. But did all of that in just 6 minutes and 18 seconds of time on the floor. On the Toronto Raptors side, Marc Gasol, 4 of 5 from the field. 2 of 3 from downtown, 5 of 6 from the line. He had 5 rebounds for 15 points. Kawhi Leonard uh, struggled a little bit in the first half here, 4 of 12 from the field, 5 of 6 from the free throw line, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. Again, Kawhi showing his playmaking skills uh, here as the series and as the year goes on, but did have 3 turnovers and 13 points. And finally, Pascal Siakam, 5 of 11 from the field, 2 rebounds, 2 turnovers, and 10 points. So Golden State, 11 of 22 from 3. The Raptors, 2 of 11 from 3, both of those at the half. And the reason the Raptors stayed in the game despite the massive three-point disparity is the fact that Toronto 18 of 22 from the free-throw line and the Golden State Warriors 9 of 12 from the free-throw line. So the Warriors really outshooting the Raptors from three, but the Raptors uh, combating that by getting to the free-throw line at a much higher rate. Eight turnovers in the first half for the Raptors, nine for the Golden State Warriors. And just overall, the Golden State Warriors... Uh, Hot shooting got them out to a fiery start in that first quarter, but the Raptors ability to me to get to the free throw line had them hanging around in the first half and but despite that I think Golden State definitely played outplayed Toronto in the first half and I think the score reflects that with the 62 to 56 Warriors lead at the half. So diving into the third quarter Looney starts in place of Kevin Durant. And Fred VanVleet, once again, will start in place of Danny Green to start the third quarter here. So something that made me laugh right at the start of the quarter is uh, Clay gets a post-up, you know, pretty much at the paint from 15 feet. And he dribbles out of the post-up to the three-point line and makes it over the top of Lowry. That made me laugh so hard. Just dribbling out of a post-up, running to the three-point line with the ball and hitting a three was very funny. And to this point, something interesting here for the Golden State Warriors is that uh, Pascal Siakam, Having a lot of trouble hitting corner threes in general in this series, and it looks like Golden State is starting to tr- make a more of an effort to force him to make those shots, and rightfully so. He hasn't really done well shooting the corner three in this series, and the Warriors are right to employ that strategy to ha- try and m- make him make a few before they start respecting him truly. So the Warriors, three triples, five minutes into the quarter, along with some opportunities at the rim. They go on an 8-0 run in two minutes. And with seven minutes to go in the third quarter, the lead is 75-63 to for Golden State. After that, well, not really after that, but in general, Fred Van Vliet, three triples in this quarter, hit three threes in this quarter, really uh, helping to keep Toronto within striking distance as the lead is now 79-71 to for the Warriors after the third three where Steph goes under the screen on Van Vliet and he knocks it down. Uh, Raptors respond now with a 10-0 run, which quickly gets broken by a Clay Thompson catch and shoot three off of an offensive rebound, and then Lowry as well came alive in this third quarter with some uh, with some scoring of his own as he gets a bucket off the switch uh, with Cousins guarding him as he got right to the rim. Uh, low scoring third quarter here, 22 to 22 uh, third quarter scoring, and 84 to 78 Golden State lead after three Kawhi in this quarter just one point on O of three shooting in the quarter, only thought only shot three times in that third quarter. So here we go. Let's go to the 4th quarter. This was undoubtedly the most exciting part of the game here. So Ibaka right out of the gate gets 4 straight points to start off the 4th around the rim which gets the lead down to 385 to 82 for Golden State. And then Lowry with a massive isolation 3 off the switch with Jordan Bell knocks a 3 down in his face. But it seemed that every time Toronto tried to cut into this lead in the 4th quarter... Golden State had an answer on the other end every single time and usually it was at the rim during the stretch And so the lead was always hovering from around, you know, one to three to seven points But Toronto can never seem to actually get over the hump and take the lead uh, to this point. So There was actually one possession a uh, great uh, call here from Jeff Van Gundy is the, the Raptors went to a possession for a triangle and two uh, with Clay and Curry on the floor, and basically they just formed a little triangle zone and just started chasing Clay and Curry around everywhere. That forced a Steph miss. They only went to that for one possession, but I just kind of caught that and thought that that was kind of interesting. And then here we go, 5:13 left in the fourth quarter. Kawhi goes on an insane run, so he hits a monster three in transition to put the Raptors up one, 96-95, as they get uh, one of their first leads of the game. Then he comes back down the floor after a Golden State miss, I believe, and uh, drives right and hits a bank shot going to his right, uh, right to the rim for five straight points. Then he comes back, gets a switch onto Cousins, knocks down a three over his uh, on his head basically uh, for his eighth straight point. And then after that, hits another three, dri- or sorry, another uh, bucket, driving on clay into the short mid-range, going to his right for ten straight points. So Kawhi, in that little two-minute stretch, scored ten straight points and got the the Raptor lead up to about four, and or I think it was six actually. And then with 3:05 left, the Raptors, seeming to have all the momentum, Nick Nurse actually called a timeout. Which is a very curious decision. I mean, this the, they were really taking the momentum. They looked like they were going to stab uh, Golden State in the heart and take this game and win the championship. And Nick Nurse calls a timeout. Now, he mentioned after the game that it was a uh, use-it-or-lose-it type of timeout. And he wanted to just uh, use it and get his guys to calm down a little bit. seems like they were a little bit tired, but I have to disagree with the decision. You've got all the momentum. Things are going your way. Maybe if Golden State actually starts scoring, you know, a bucket or two, then you call a timeout to get your guys a little bit of rest. But I think at that point it was the the wrong decision to call a timeout, and I think you should have let your guys play it out and just see what they could have gotten. And out of the possession, you know, Draymond takes a a foul, uh, and... You know with 14 seconds on the clock they inbound the ball and then possession right after the timeout after the draymond foul Kawhi takes an impossible turnaround shot over clay and does it and they don't even get a play drawn up so they clearly just took a timeout just to rest instead of trying to just drive the stake through the heart of the warriors and take this game very curious decision from nick nurse in my opinion uh on that so after that Klay Thompson comes down the floor on the other end, hits a three off the dribble, going to his left, cuts the three, cuts sorry, cuts the lead to three, and then the Raptors basically run out the clock uh, after getting no shot. And Lowry throws the ball in the backcourt, and then I believe the uh, I believe Curry got a miss, and then Cousins went for the putback, but it was actually ruled uh, basket interference as the ball was in the cylinder, so the lead stays at 103 to 100, and then at that point. Lowry threw the ball in the backcourt, running out the shot clock, and they didn't. Ra- Raptors didn't even get a shot on that possession. And then on the next possession, Curry comes down off a pin down on the left side of the floor, Van-, Van Vliet trailing, and knocks down a three to tie the ball game at 103 all. And at this point, everybody in the entire continent of North America knew that the ball was trying where the ball was trying to go. It was either Klay Thompson or Steph Curry. It was nobody else was getting the ball at that point. Uh, I felt that when I watched when I was watching the game. Uh, the first time around and then after I rewatched the game I felt the exact same way that at this point there's only two guys two possible guys that can be touching the ball at this Junction of the game and you just have to focus in all your energy on those guys and Curry winds up open off a pin down for a three for 103 103 and Then a couple bad possessions uh, from the Raptors. I believe Lowry miss an open three Kawhi misses an open or uh, a step back three and then the Warriors come down and they force a closeout off some excellent ball movement. Klay Thompson uses the escape dribble and then hits his own three, 106 to 106-103 for the Golden State Warriors. And they score nine points in that little stretch to take a three-point lead. So, Lowry goes for the two-for-one and then gets the goaltending call as Cousins uh, gets the ball after it hits the glass. And that cuts the lead to 106-105. to 105. And now with 30.4 seconds left in the game, uh, Cousins actually gets hit with a moving screen call uh, during that possession. And then the Raptors get the ball back with just under 16 seconds to go. So here we go. Last possession of the game. Raptors get the ball to the top of the key against Clay. He drives right. And then Iggy smartly doubles him going to his right. So Kawhi... Basically has to make the pass out to Fred Van Vliet. Van Vliet gets closed out on by Livingston. And so Van Vliet throws it into the corner for Lowry. And then Draymond gets Lowry's shot blocked. So uh, Draymond actually blocks Lowry's shot uh, in the corner for the game-winning three. And that is the ball game. Uh, 27-22 to uh, for the Raptors in that third quarter. But the final score, 106-105 to for the Warriors. And that was the game. So just reading off some of the uh, the stats for the game here: points in the paint, Raptors fifty-four points in the paint to the Warriors thirty-two. Second chance points, the Warriors had nineteen, the Raptors sixteen. Thirteen fast break points for Toronto, only three fast break points for the Golden State Warriors. That is crazy. Total turnovers Golden State Warriors 16 Raptors 13. The Warriors scored 13 points off of those 13 Raptor turnovers and the Golden State or, or sorry and the Raptors scored 20 points off of the 16 Golden State turnovers. So more stats here from you, Toronto from uh, Toronto from the field to end the game, 38 of 85 for 44.7%, and then from three, an abysmal 8 of 32 for Toronto for 25%, and the only saving grace for them was the 21 of 27 from the free throw line. Um, Kawhi Leonard in this game, he that, that stretch really you know saved from what could have been a very poor stat line had it not been for that 10-0 stretch. He was 9 of 24 from the field for 37% shooting, uh, 2 of 7 from 3, 6 of 8 from the line. He had 12 rebounds, 6 assists, but 5 turnovers. Did have 2 steals and 2 blocks, but had 26 points in the game. And Kyle Lowry, in my opinion, after struggling in the first half, he had an excellent game, in my opinion. A very good, not an excellent game, but a very good game from Kyle Lowry. 8 of 16 from the field, just 1 of 6 from 3, though. 1 of 2 from the line. He did have 4 rebounds and 6 assists, just 2 turnovers. Had a steal and 2 blocks, which is kind of surprising, but had 18 points. On the Warriors side of things, it was the Curry and Thompson show in this game. Klay Thompson, 9 of 21 from the field, 7 of 13 from downtown, 1 of 2 from the line, had 6 rebounds, 4 assists for 26 points. And Steph Curry, 10 of 23 from the field, 5 of 14 from downtown, 6 of 6 from the line. He had 8 rebounds, 7 assists, did have 4 turnovers, but 31 points in the game. And Kevin Durant, in his short stint of just under 12 minutes, went 3 of 5 from the field, 3 of 3 from downtown, 2 of 2 from the line. Had 2 rebounds, uh, a turnover, a block, and 11 points in the game. So, oh yeah, Golden State's line as well. Uh, 38 out of 82 for uh, from the field for Golden State. From 3, they went 20 out of 42 for 47% 47% shooting, making 23s for Golden State uh, and 23 pointers for Golden State and 10 of 14 from the free throw line as well. So, very quickly here, I want to talk about the Raptors' reaction to the Kevin Durant injury in the building. It was ludicrous and disgusting. I hated the fact that some of these Raptor fans. Not only in the building, but I saw outside of Jurassic Park where it's cheering for the Durant injury, that is just simply a no-no. I don't care how many years you've gone without a championship, you never wish injury on anybody. You never clap and cheer in the face of somebody going through uh, anguish and agony and adversity, trying to get back and trying to give it all for his team, and to and for the Raptors to elicit that reaction off of what could be a not a career ending injury because we got to believe even if it is a torn Achilles Kevin Durant will be back maybe not at the same level but he'll be back but for a career to be damaged in as we've seen so many times with these Achilles injuries you you just you got to just shame on the Raptors just shame on Raptor not the Raptors because uh, Ibaka and Kyle Lowry were both saying hey, let's not cheer for this The calm down Stop cheering uh, and were are consoling Kevin Durant Drake did the same and That was the correct reaction, but for the Raptor fans to cheer like that. That was just so low uh, low class just terrible terrible stuff and you just hate to see that and and I know that's not indicative of all Raptor fans as I myself was definitely not cheering uh, when that happened, but Maybe, I guess, if you want to try and, you know, try to have a silver lining, and maybe they thought he just re-aggravated the calf injury and didn't realize that it was a torn Achilles, and maybe that was, you know, some of the reason people are saying uh, also that maybe they were cheering for the fact that uh, Ibaka got fouled on the other end. I don't think either of those two reasons are justified, in my opinion. That's just the other side of the argument, but I I don't agree with that side at all, and I just thought it was completely... Completely asinine and disgusting for Raptors fans to cheer uh, when Kevin Durant went down with that injury. Just n- not not a good look for them whatsoever. So takeaways here from the game. 44 second half points for Golden State. They still showed signs of struggling to score without Kevin Durant. I mean, we've we seen that, you know... They went five of five to start the quarter from three, seven of ten to start uh, after one from three point. After the first quarter, they went seven of ten from three point land, and not just the fact that three of three out of three of those K uh, three pointers came from KD, but the spacing he provides changed Toronto's defense in terms of who they were, to, who was taking the shots, who they could double off, of how they had to stay at home on some of these guys, and that's not going to be the case in Game Six and Seven. So I. I I think Golden State has some stuff to be happy about. You know, they do have some momentum going back home to Oracle, Do wanting to do it for KD, wanting to kind of avenge this injury and win one for him. But I do see some signs of Golden State struggling to score. And then to compound that with the fact that the Warriors hit 23-pointers. 23 Twenty three-pointers. And the Raptors hit... How, how many did the Raptors hit again? 8 out of 32. you got to believe the Raptors are going to shoot better than 25%. And, you know, I just want to go through some of the Raptors' three-point shooters because it was it was not good for them. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, 2 of 7. Siakam, 0 of 4. Gasol, 2 of 3. Danny Green, 0 of 4. Kyle Lowry, 1 of 6. Van Vliet, 3 of 6. Serge missed one. Norm missed one. And... So you combine all of that and no one's hitting threes and you know just I don't care how many times you get to the free throw line that's going to be tough to overcome. And the fact that they only lost by one with a chance to win the game shows you that the Raptors were right there Uh, despite all the adversity despite all going down you know I think it was 14 at one point in the game. They really made their comeback and they were really able to hold it together. So, with no KD, I still think the Raptors have a major upper hand in this series, but to me, I, I just don't think you can underestimate the motivation Golden State is going to have uh, by going home and trying to win from win one for KD. Uh, this Game 6 is going to be incredibly exciting, and if you're the Raptors, you, you want to close this out. Uh, you want to close this out in Oracle. You don't want to have to go back to a Game 7, because we know anything can happen in a Game 7, and that's just not a place... You want to be uh, if you're the Toronto Raptors and if you're Golden State you you only got to win two more now and that's uh, that's got to feel exciting that you got over one of the big hurdles of winning game five at home with the Raptors having all the momentum so we'll see how this goes but uh, this this series is not going to feature Kevin Durant anymore we've seen that the Warriors are having trouble scoring without Kevin Durant and the Raptors uh, have already won two on the road in Oracle so there's there's a lot of you know favors in going on both sides here. So this is going to be a this is going to be a big dog fight. This is going to be an incredible finals heavyweight tilt, and I just can't wait for Game Six on Thursday. Thanks so much everybody for listening. Uh, this podcast will most likely be up before the Twitter thread. I think I'll post a Twitter thread uh, sometime on Tuesday, I believe. Uh, or actually, sorry, sometime on Wednesday probably is when it'll go out. Uh, so you can be sure to look. At uh, the Twitter thread there again at ISO Ball Pod on Twitter ISO B A L L P O D or you can search ISO for ISO Ball Podcast. Either way, search that on all the social media channels: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I've got content being posted uh, quite a bit a lot with this podcast, along with Twitter threads and uh, more off-season stuff. That's going uh, to be coming, obviously, after the finals. We're locked in on the finals right now. But after the uh, finals is over, we'll be talking a lot about the off-season, the draft, and more content uh, coming uh, soon enough. So, yeah, be sure to look out for that. Thanks for listening. Uh, be sure to look out for the Twitter thread, and we'll see you back here for Game 6.